getting a mentor, investing in yourself, and really focusing. That was my issue. I, I had a problem focusing. I was in the first year, so I was kind of like all over the place. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, i check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Hi there, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And if you don't know about the show, then let me quickly tell you, we get straight to the best real estate investing advice ever from our guests. And we don't really get into any of that fluffy stuff. We get straight to the actionable insights and information that can help you move your business forward in real estate investing. And today we've got with us Rush Mars. How you doing, Rush? Hey, Joe. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you on the show. We met about two to three years ago through the magical website of Bigger Pockets, which I'm sure best ever listeners you are aware of. And if not, then go to biggerpockets.com. It's a great real estate investing website. And Rush has progressed through tremendously since last time. Well, since the first time we talked and definitely since last time we talked too with her career. And I love, you know, kind of catching up with her and going to selfishly kind of get caught up and have an interview with her at the same time. So it's going to be great. And Rush is based in Dallas, Texas. She is getting her real estate license right now, focusing on kind of a unique aspect of, of real estate. And I'll let her talk a little bit more about that. But previously, she's also done some wholesale deals. She attempted to complete a fix and flip, but she decided to back out of the fix and flip. We always hear about the success stories of fixing and flipping. Usually we hear about the success stories, but this is a deal um, we're going to talk to her about that she decided she didn't want to pursue it and she took a loss intentionally for not pursuing it. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And Rush, what's a non-real estate related fact about you? I am a 
information junkie. Like, I love to consume information. I love to read. It's become, like, a habit of mine. But I think it's a proud habit that I have. It's a good habit. And so, yeah, I try to just kind of get caught up with just consuming information. And we'll get to uh, your best ever book later in the lightning round. So we'll see what type of information um, you think we should be consuming as well. With that being said, Rush, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, how you got to this point, and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, my background is in corporate America, came from the banking world, worked at Bank of America and um, the VA REO. So I worked for four close homes with title, conveying it. And then I switched over to uh, the mortgage industry with Bank of America. And um, I did that for about five years. And then got laid off in 2013. And I've always had an re- interest in real estate and particularly in investing in real estate. And so when I was laid off, you know, I said, okay, I have about six months worth of savings. Why not invest in myself, kind of bootstrap it for a little while, and let's give this, you know, real estate investing a shot. And, um... Yeah, since then, it's been, what, two years' journey. For me, I've learned a lot. Gosh, I've learned so much. I met probably some of the best people I've ever met my entire life, just these last two years with my whole real estate transition. And so, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of picking up my pieces and kind of refocusing myself and really figuring out, okay, how I want to go about this. And, and yeah, so here I am. I'm getting my real estate license soon and trying to put together a team and really, really um, just do what I love. You said you got laid off in 2013 and you had about six months worth of income to survive on and now it's been two years. What has been supplementing your eating and your drinking water and whatever else you do for the last 18 months? Man, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Apart from my real estate, I did a few wholesale deals which kind of helped me get by, made a few thousand on that. So that really helped me a lot. But apart from that, you know, I just really put kind of my strengths and my skills to work. I kind of became like this little serial entrepreneur, he would say. Um, And I just started doing different things to survive. I mean, it was rough, but, you know, once my six-month savings kind of ran out, because I used part of that, investing in myself, learning about real estate, taking different classes, and things like that, but um, yeah, it was just pretty much just the hustle, the hustle and the bustle about it. Um, but yeah, my, my, a few of the deals that I did close kind of helped sustain me throughout those um, those eighteen months. So specifically, you, you've done three wholesale deals, right? Yeah. And how much did each of those net you? So one netted me five, one was seven, and the other was fourteen. So that is 21, 22, 3, 4, 5, 26, 26,000. Yeah. You'd mentioned kind of putting your skills to work and becoming a serial entrepreneur to survive. Uh-huh. What were other ways specifically that you were making money? So I did some consulting to like this small financial planner. She has like her own um, financial firm. And so I helped her with some consulting and marketing, kind of grow her brand locally and show her how to kind of, you know, close on the leads that she was getting. I did that for about, what, five or six months. And then I kind of branched out and did my own kind of, like, marketing agency where it's kind of funny. I got a bunch of graphic designers that pretty much provide brand identity and, like, design 
for um, companies and get logos and stuff like that. I kind of got a group of about five or six designers together, and I say, hey, if I bring you customers, can we kind of split this? And I pretty much used arbitrage to my advantage because um, a lot of these people, you know, were out of the country, and so what they were charging, I saw this big, like, you know, profit margin. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm paying them this much. I can charge this much and I can rest. And so I kind of did that um, a few times and made some money from that. And so it's a pretty sweet deal. I was mentioning before we started recording that the website you had before, I was just so envious of because it was just a smooth looking website. Did that group do the website or did you get the website through some other way? No, actually, that was before I even put my group together. I did that 100% on my own. Well, I'm not going to take 100% credit, but I did use a template, but I pretty much customized it. And, yeah, I spent a lot of time doing that. And then I was like, you know what, I read it so much, I'm doing something else. But, yeah, I was pretty proud of that website, too, you know. But I did that myself, yeah. And what template? Was that through Wix? Was that through WordPress? It was through Wix, yeah. Through Wix, got it. Okay. So let's talk about your wholesale deals and let's talk about that fix and flip that I referenced before. Let's go into the fix and flip because you already mentioned the the profits for the wholesale deals. And if we have some more time, if we have some time to talk about those in particular, we will. But the fix and flip is pretty interesting to me because you didn't do the deal and you chose to eat $5,000 instead of pursuing the fix and flip. Can you talk about that? Sure. So, yeah, I'll just start off how I actually got the deal and how I met the guy, the wholesaler that sold me the contract. Um, I actually met him at, like, a local real club here, one of the meetings, and he has this email list where he blasts out his deals. And it's funny, I was still going to school part-time in the evening, and I remember I was sitting in a computer lab, and I saw the email come through my phone. And instantly, just by looking at the deal, and I just kind of started running the numbers in my mind, I'm like, man, I got to get this guy a call. And I guess I was one of the first people to call him, and I kind of just was like, I want the deal for the contract. And he was like, are you serious? Like, you haven't even seen it yet? Like, you know, make an offer for something in writing. And so I immediately called my mentor. That was the next phone call after I got this phone with him. And I was like, hey, I'm about to shoot you this deal and everything. Kind of scan through it and just let me know if it's a go or not. So, like, within 15 minutes, called the guy back, and he was like, okay, you can meet up tomorrow or whatever. So I met him the next day and I told him, well, you know, let me get back with you by the end of this evening and I'll submit you an offer. And I got it. He was asking for 280, but I got it at like 270. And so I took control of the contract and it was funny because it was, it was a hot deal. They had probably about two or three other um, real estate investors that were wanting it, but because I acted on it so quickly, I immediately took control over it, you know. And it was funny because I'm like, this was my first fix and flip. And I had no idea what the heck I was doing. I was so nervous. I was like, man, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I don't know where I'm getting <laughs> the money from. And my mentor was like, just calm down. I'm going to walk you through it. I was like, crap, you know. And so, man, it it was fun. And it was just like, you know, I mean, that's what I tell everybody, you know, get a mentor. But you don't really learn certain things until you just get out there and I try to just do it, you know. And so... Yeah, that was my first one. I had another contract, and I was like, okay. I had to call up my um, my rehab guy, the construction guy, to come out and take a look at it. And I also called up one of the um, inspection guys to come and take a look at it. And it needed a new roof, 
And the thing about this, it was a very unique deal because it was a duplex, and they had people living in it. But so they were going to have to tell these guys, "Hey, you got to move out with so many, so many days or whatever." And so that kind of made it really uh, challenging to go in there and do an inspection and everything because people were still living in the house. But we did that. It took about two or three weeks to go through the whole inspection and getting the roofing guy out there and the foundation guy. And once I got the inspection report back and just taking a look at it, you know, I just kind of got this knot in my stomach. And I just pretty much listened to my gut. And it's funny because my two business partners, my friends who I was going to do the deal with, you know, after about two or three weeks going back and forth, and we had to get an extension because we couldn't close on time. We're getting the money and everything in place. And it was just kind of getting down to the wire for the closing day. And, you know, I just had that gut. I was losing sleep at night. And I was just like, you know what? I, I don't feel too good. After looking at the inspection report, I was like, it's just too work intensive. This is our first one. And I don't want to be our last one. You know, it's just kind of like I called the little conference call with my two partners. And I got the um, the guy that sold me the contract on the phone and then, I was like, you know, we came to a decision that we're not going to move forward. You know, I was like, I just have to check my loss for 5000 And looking back at the time, I was like, man, am I making a mistake? Am I really doing the right thing? But, you know, my mentor, he told me, he was like, I would rather you take a $5,000 loss right now than to have gone through with it, you know, and like two months down the road, you know, be like pulling your hair out because, you know, you're regretting going through with it or whatever. I mean, so it could have ended up good, but it was just, more than I guess I can kind of chew at that time, being my my team. Two questions. One, if you could go back in time, what would you change? And then two, what did you learn from this experience? So if I can go back, I would have changed. I would have probably lined up like my finances and everything more. And also the person that I was dealing with, I didn't find out until after the fact the wholesaler that I was dealing with, he also burned a few other people. Because really, we probably could have gotten a deal done had he given us some more time to really do our due diligence and everything. That was kind of making me feel uneasy as well. And so I would say I probably would have took my time before I jumped in. Because I also could have assigned the contract to another uh, investor that was more experienced and wanted it. I had two people, two buyers lined up. But he wouldn't allow me to give them the contract. And so we ended up losing money. I couldn't have foreseen he was that type of person, you know, to do business with. But I think going back, I probably would have paused and waited a little bit. But, you know, it's just like, you got to be action oriented. So I don't know if that really answered the question or not. Well, yeah, it sounds like the timing is yeah. the the main thing. And you would have built in more time within the purchase agreement or the contract that you had with the wholesaler, right? Yeah, essentially, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it boils down to. I mean, we had maybe two, three weeks to close, and that was just way, it wasn't enough time. It just wasn't enough time, considering that type of project, yeah. And then that 5000 was that just the non-refundable earnest money? Yeah, and so that's another thing. I would have negotiated better, probably, to at least, you know, protect myself a little bit somewhat. Either I would have had more time or built in something to where I can, you know, retain, if not all my money back or something, you know. So, yeah. Rush, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate investing advice? I mean, 
it's been said before, getting a mentor or get somebody on your team that you really trust and that you can work well with that has kind of been there and done that. Because in real estate, I mean, if you're going out there and you're just trying to do it by yourself and learn with a school of hard knocks, then you're going to get tossed around and about. So definitely getting a mentor, building relationships. Like, I would have never thought in a million years, you know, meeting you on bigger pockets and us following up, keeping in touch throughout these years, what it would have turned into, you know. And so I would say definitely getting a mentor, investing in yourself, you know, and really focusing. That was my issue. I, I had a problem focusing, I would say, the first year, so I was kind of like all over the place. But once you focus and you figure out, okay, I want to start here, and this is what I want to do, just go all in, give it 100%, and learn as much as you possibly can, and take action. So that would be my advice. What you've mentioned investing in yourself more than a handful of times in this conversation, so clearly that's important to you, and you live by that. How much actual dollars have you invested in yourself? Oh, man. For real estate in particular. Wow. For real estate in particular, I would say at least last two years, I mean, a full two years, about 18 months, I have invested close to 40 grand in myself. How's that broken up? What are the big chunks? So the big chunks was, most of it was, I went through a real estate mentoring program with one of the larger companies based out of California. I went through that mentoring program and I put it up with my business partner and I. Altogether, it was like 60000 We joined like the highest level we could possibly join. And we kind of happened that up. So I probably took on about twenty five to 30000 of that. And the other 10 grand. Was it worth it? You paid thirty k. Was it worth it? I would say it was worth it because I feel like any investment in myself is worth it. But I would like to see a lot of improvement as far as the program. Just the way they follow up with their students. Um, I want to see more value. Yeah, from from the mentors in particular. What'd you get for thirty thousand? So for thirty thousand, we got we went on a bus tour. They flew us out there to California. They took care of flights, expenses, and all that stuff. We did that for three days. Went on a bus tour in California. Then we had a mentor fly to Dallas in a group setting. Well, probably about six or seven other students. So it was a little bit smaller, and we did that for two days. And then we had another mentor train us for three days, one-on-one, me and my partner and I. And we did the home coaching for three months and stuff like that. Like I said, we did go to the highest level, so we are part of this mastermind group, and every quarter they have a, a group where we pretty much are invited to meet with his group of people who he do business with out in California, but you have to fly out there in order to take part in that. And we have that for life, you know, whoever is you, your spouse, your business partner. And so... I haven't actually took advantage of that part of it yet, but, you know, and I mean, essentially they help connect us with, you know, financial people, hard money lenders, and give us all of the contracts and everything you need, the paperwork and stuff. So. Is it geared towards wholesale or fix and flip or just general real estate investing? What What's the focus? Yeah, it's geared towards general real estate investing. So, you know, the three different levels, like wholesaling, fix and flip, and then buy and hold. So those are the three, but primarily they focus on residential, not commercial or multifamily. Yeah. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's rock it out. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. 
crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D dot com forward slash best ever. Rush, what's the best ever book you've read? Best ever book I read, I just finished it. It's called Choose Yourself by James Altucher. Altucher, probably pronounce his name. And why is it the best ever? Because Choose Yourself, he was pretty much essentially saying, you know, instead of waiting to be picked by some large company, corporation, or if you want to be an author or a best-selling author or whatever, don't wait for a publishing firm to contact you or you try to submit your information to them for them to say, okay, yeah, we pick you. You're the next star. He said, if you want it, go out there and make it happen. If you want to have your own YouTube channel, build it. If you want to have your own podcast, do it. If you want to be an investor, learn about it and, and do it. Choose yourself, essentially. Oh, you know? like so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's just a game changer. You know? What's the name of the book again? Um, it's called, he has two, it's a two series. It's Choose Yourself is the first one. And then a follow-up is Choose Yourself the guy to wealth so very very good read very good book best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it best ever personal growth experience i would say these last two years when um i was laid off i was forced to pretty much go after what i really wanted and my dreams and it kind of was like a wake-up call for me and so i just really just kind of took the heart and started investing in myself Cause I got tired of saying, oh, I have a lot of potential, but never do anything to act on it. So, kind of was forced out of my comfort zone, you would say. Best ever deal you've done? It was a win-win for everybody involved. Me, a business partner, and the person that um, we bought the, the property from, or signed the property from. So, yeah, I would say anything. It's always a win-win. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? I am most excited about currently getting my real estate license and the team that I am putting together, the current vision I'm working on. And this is my baby, and I think this is going to be, well, for me, it's just something big. It's something I'm kind of obsessed with it now. And so, yeah, I'm really, really excited about what's going to happen in the next year or so. You're getting your real estate license. What are you going to focus on in terms of selling and buying? So I am going to focus on modern architecture so newly built homes or like lost very modernized condos we're going to focus on those particularly in like dallas and crystals whatever is coming up and people probably don't know what i'm talking about here um but these are subdivisions that are really up and coming they're growing a lot and so that and minimalism design and so that's my focus and i just want to build a team that kind of understand the vision the culture that are putting in place and I'll watch it grow from there. Best ever way you like to give back? I would say, for me, it's really educating others and helping others. If I can help them avoid some of the pitfalls or things that I went through, I like to give back in that way. Just really empowering young, you know, entrepreneurs that really kind of have the future ahead of them. You kind of want to take them by the hand and be like, man, look, you can do this, you know. So I think for me, that's, Long term, eventually I want to have some type of a educational program or build a school probably out, you know, in another country somewhere. But, yeah, education is important. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? 
biggest mistake I think I've made is just lacking focus, not being focused. I mean, I can't get that time back. I've learned a lot from it, but if I would have been more focused and kind of had my game plan, probably would have been further along. But, hey, you know, it's a journey. So, yeah. Enjoy the journey that's on my vision board, on my desktop, <laughs> and on my phone. That's one of the, the pictures is enjoy the journey. Yeah, yeah. What's the best ever place to reach you, Rush? The best ever place to reach me? Yeah. How can people get hold of you? Oh, yeah. So my Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Rush Mars. Twitter, one Rush Mars. Instagram, one Rush Mars. Yeah, you can hit me up. I need it in my social media account. I'm on Google Plus as well. Everything's Rush Mars. So I try to keep it simple. Yeah. But yeah, they can contact me there. Um, I'm in the process of putting up my new website. My guys are working on it, trying to rebrand everything. And so that'll be up there running soon in the next month or two. How much does a website cost? How much does a website cost? Yeah. Yeah. You're putting up, you're putting a new website up. How much does that cost? Just curious. Yeah, well, I'm still trying to figure all that stuff out, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, it's not that expensive. I mean, the one that I'm doing, I can get it for less than a thousand, and it's really because I just outsource a lot of it. To be quite honest, I use arbitrage to my advantage, and so it's going to be well under a thousand. But the website that I'm putting up now is going to have, like, in the background on the landing page, it's going to be like video playing in the background. I don't know if you see me like that, but it's like the new. Yep thing now and so I really want that and but yeah I mean so far I've spent probably what about two three hundred so it's not much um just with the graphics and stuff you're not doing any of it you're just outsourcing it all yeah awesome Rush this has been a nice catch-up and a wonderfully insightful conversation on a cautionary tale on the, the fix and flip that never happened and uh, let the lesson learn. I mean, so, so often, like I said earlier, we hear about the fix and flip and here's the big profit and, you know, everybody was having lollipops afterwards. But in this example, you lost $5,000. Yeah. But you could have lost more and there's a big learning and the learning is give yourself more time. And in the contract put in so you have that time without having your money go hard i think those are the two takeaways right right absolutely yeah and and those as i'm sure you would agree that lesson is very inexpensive that 5k is very inexpensive compared to what could happen down the road for future deals and larger deals if you hadn't have learned it already oh definitely absolutely absolutely I can tell you, on my very first house, uh, it's a four-bedroom, well, I guess I never bought it, and that's part of the story. So before I bought my very first house, I was trying to buy a house, and I put my earnest money down as like $1,200, something like that, 1500 and I ended up losing it. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but you just shouldn't lose your earnest money on an investment single family home if you're going the traditional route through a real estate agent. And all I remember is that I will never lose my earnest money again mm-hmm. because while you know, 1500 may or may not seem like a lot to the best ever listeners, it certainly was a lot at the time. And it still is a lot of money, but it certainly was uh, proportionately a large amount that I had to for my first house and it stung but it was a lesson that I'll always take with me 
and I'm very careful with the contracts now and making sure the earnest money is, is safe and sound. Or if it's not safe and sound, um, then I'm, I'm going in eyes wide open with that calculated risk. Um, and I'm, I'm confident in the opportunity. I've had the opportunity to do due diligence. So thank you for, for sharing that with us. And then also, we didn't get into the wholesale deals in detail, but you know, making 7K, 14K, and 5K on each of those, I mean, $14,000 on wholesale deal, in my opinion, is pretty darn good based yeah. on what I've, what I've heard. That's really good. So congrats on that and congrats on all your entrepreneurial endeavors. I think your website, your new website is going to be fantastic because your old, other one was and you took that down. So uh, this is going to be even better, I'm sure. Thanks again for sharing your advice. Great catching up with you. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Derek. It was a pleasure.